Welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do, tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. Hello, everybody. It is Heather and Deb here for The Skeptic and the Mystic. And we have a special guest with us as, well, if you're watching this streaming, you will see there is a third box here tonight. If you're listening, uh, our guest's name is John Clark. And John is some Someone who I just have seen grow and change so much. Um, John is a hypnotherapist, a coach, and a past life regression therapist um, who has got a kind of past where you wouldn't think that he'd be doing this stuff now, <laughs> but here he is. Um, so we're going to talk tonight all about how these modalities can help heal current life blocks and traumas and addictions and so much more so that you can embark on a beautiful future. So if you've ever had um, stuff where you're like, I just can't seem to make changes in my life. And I feel like there's this invisible wall and stuff keeping me stuck. Um, or like, I'm, I don't understand why I keep doing the same thing over and over again. You know, you hear Deb and I talking about doing energy healing and getting rid of those blocks. Well, what John does is it's just that it's just in a different form than we do it. And so we love being able to give you different modalities and giving you different, different options of things because not what, not everything works for everybody. And it's fun to try to new things and see what works. So, um, John, welcome. Thank you. Thank you ladies for having me. Mm -hmm. Of course. So give us a, like, tell us about your background and how you got to where you are now. I mean, not your whole entire life story. Cause we, you know, we know you like sharing all that stuff. <laughs> thank you. I'll give you, I'll give you the cliff notes. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm a past life regression therapist and spiritual coach. How I got here is a really interesting story. I was a career firefighter for 17 years, happily married, two kids, um, and my wife tragically um, passed away. I, I found her face down in our master bedroom in 2015. And there I was, single father, two children, um, career firefighter, and was drinking heavily. I'm sober now, four years sober. Um, very excited to hear very excited about that and, <laughs> and yeah thank you thank you and i was really lost i was really didn't know how to handle my grief i didn't know what to do i had so much anger and pain and grief and sadness and then after about a year and a half to two years i lost my career as a firefighter i had a injury on duty in a, in a, in a, in a training evolution. I went through surgery, workman's comp, couldn't get back on duty. And I had to retire from firefighting early, um, after 17 years. 
And that was really my rock bottom because that career was how I identified with the world, how I got my support from my brothers at the firehouse, dealing with the grief of, of, of the loss of my wife and still raising two kids. So with all that, I decided to move across country to Colorado to start over, to completely heal all the different areas of my life, mentally, emotionally, new community, new friends, um, just, just a new part of the, or part of the world to really dive deep into self and to heal and find self again. And I got into some men's work. It was a, a year long men's tribe and we dove wait, deep. Wait, in. I have to say something. Yes. You're totally forgetting. You're totally forgetting how you started working with this amazing coach. And how much he helped you. I'm like, wait a minute. What is he not putting in the air? Yes. Uh, forgive me. Heather has been there every step of the way, nursing me, helping me, <laughs> guiding me. She she has been my light on my jackass. <laughs> she has been my light on my yellow brick road. And, uh, so I got to Colorado. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and I and I tried real estate and I wasn't in alignment with that. And I dove into this men's tribe, this incredible group of men that just welcomed me to Colorado, just really held me. And these are very high, highly evolved men. We, you know, we wrote mission statements, purpose statements, triggers, addictions. We dove into you know, parents, money, children, sex, addictions, ex-wives, all of it. We, we dove deep and we were really there to hold each other accountable and check each other's blind spots. And it was so transformational. And I just had this blind spot on what I, um, what my value was of what I could be or what I could do. And they were, I took it to them and I said, what do y'all see that I'm not seeing in myself? And a lot of them recommended some sort of coaching, some sort of therapy. Um, just like I brought a lot of, it felt like I brought a lot of wisdom and just everything that I had been through. I just had a lot to offer. And then, and then I graduated my coaching school and when I, I committed to coaching school and then I really leaned into past life regression therapy because after my wife passed away, I started digging into where does the soul go? How does the soul come into this earth when we incarnate? Who are the players in our lives? What are the addictions that we carry? What are the family patterns that we're working on through our lineage seven generations back and seven generations forward? Who, why did my wife Heidi have to pass away? And I really was just digging into all these different books, reading uh, past life regression therapy books, like um, The Journey of Souls, Many Masters, Many Lives, uh, The Destiny of Souls. Um, and it just really, really interested me. And I found a woman here in Colorado who lived 20 minutes from me. 
Her name is uh, Dr. Linda uh, Backman, uh, Backman, and she certified me to do past life regression therapy. And it is so amazing for me as the practitioner to see these clients come in, they're lost, they're confused. They don't understand what's going on in their life. They have this big question, but why did this happen to me? And that's where I was. Why did this happen to me? Why did my wife pass away? Why was I an alcoholic for 25 years? Why did I lose my career as a firefighter? These big questions, why? And past life regression therapy for me, it helped me um, have a lot of closure around those big questions and it's really, really beautiful to see the clients come in. They have the same experience. They get to see past life trauma, past life addictions, past life patterns. Because what we're doing is we're linking the past to current life. Say, for example, somebody might have a phobia in current life around drowning. We could take them back to a past life and they could see where they die or they their death was because of a drowning and that trauma still carried forward to them in current life and then i offer integrative coaching spiritual coaching to help integrate and massage what they find out in past lives just to kind of make the the transition much more much more smooth so yeah that's that's there's a lot more storylines in between, but that's a five minute uh, nutshell version of who I am and what I'm doing and, and how I got to be where I am now. It's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> as, as everybody knows with every story, there's always so many other things, right? That, that are, you know, that, that we have that are not like that, that don't go on the reels, so to speak. And, you know, it has, like I can say firsthand, I know it's, you know, definitely been a journey for you, you know, and working through a lot of your own stuff. Um, so, for, you know, the skeptic is the, the skeptic and the mystic is the podcast name. And so the skeptical part of me, when I hear past life regression, and I know we've talked about this before, is like, come on. Like, you know, I was brought up in a conservative Christian home. So it's like, you're destined to die once. And after that, face judgment. And, you know, there's only one life. Um, and so that's so drilled into my head. But then, you know, like both of you, I've, I've read other things and seen other things where I'm like, maybe. So what do you, um, like, what's your current thought on, like, souls and incarnating and living many lives? My personal belief is, yes, I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe that we reincarnate on this planet multiple times, um, mainly with the same souls. It's our soul family or our soul group or, or soul mates. And the whole purpose of this is to grow, heal, and evolve that's what the inherent nature of that the soul wants to do. The soul wants to experience everything. They want the soul wants to experience being a starving child in Africa. Next life, the, the soul wants to be a billionaire on a yacht on the coast of Greece. 
the next life the soul might want to be, you know, they, they might want to live in China. They might want to be a man, a woman, uh, tall, big, fat, short, all the colors of the rainbow. That's what the soul wants because the soul wants to experience the, all the different colors of life. So when like the soul is in the afterlife and we're dancing around with our, our soul family, it's like we're, we're looking at books on, for an example, like I tell a client, the soul could look at a book in the afterlife and say, I see that picture of an apple and I think I know what the apple tastes like but I want to incarnate in a 3D reality where I can hold the apple and I can taste the apple and I can feel the sweetness and the crunch of the apple. So we come here to, to feel the pain and the love and the joy and the trauma and the triumph and the victory and the defeat. We are wanting to experience all of it. And then we, you know, of course, die, transition, go back to, to heaven, the afterlife, however you identify with that. And you sit down with your guides and your spiritual team and everybody that you incarnated with, and you're laughing and carrying it on and, and saying, gosh, I really, I, I did a great job on that addiction, but I could really work on forgiveness or I really want to work harder on this one so then you you get together with the same group of souls and then y'all all incarnate again at different times on different parts of the world and then y'all merge back together it's it's destiny brings these souls back together um yeah i think i answered your question hopefully yeah 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 okay yeah i feel like there's some some things perking up in your mind they, they, they are, they are. Um, and I think, I think that's where, what, what you do, what you both do as energy healers, we carry these energies forward from past lives. They, they carry over. We're not only even, not only are we carrying stuff that we did not complete, we are carrying the stuff of our ancestors that they did not complete the stuff of our parents that they did not complete. When we clear it and transmute it, we clear it for the souls who are seven generations back, and then we also clear it seven generations forward. So it's it's really big work. It's 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 ancestral healing work to 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 dive into this. Okay, so I never thought about this, but because my mind's like hurting right now. Like in a like hurting and like oh my gosh okay so if if I'm up there and I'm like hey I want to experience this right and I say I want to experience an addiction right but then like the person that I came through like my mom she was like hey I I, I want to work on this and I cleared this I my I, I'm not even. I can't describe it right. Cause I'm like, well, if I could decide I want to do this, but this person decided that they want to heal it, then how do I have that issue problem challenge? If this person behind me, six generations back, cleared that thing. Does that make Can sense? you ask that in a different way? Um, Deb, does that make sense to you, Deb or no? Yeah. Well, I guess if I hear your question, right, it's kind of like trying to make the computation between we're all interwoven in this generational map, right? 
but we're all also individual and on our individual journeys. And if I can do the work to heal seven forward, seven back, if I do that, am I changing the trajectory of my daughter and her children? And right. And, but as but I think in Heather's that. question, their destinies, maybe they're not predetermined. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but I, think I did I get what you were saying Heather yeah, yeah. so makes- let, me, let, let me get a clear let me ask a clarifying question so your mother has a particular addiction she's cleared it before you're born you incarnate through her you want to work on that same addiction but she's already cleared it yes yeah oh yeah you as as Heather's individ as Heather's soul, you can pick and choose whatever you want to work on. It's like, but how do I pick that? But how do I pick and choose that thing that my mom was like, "Nope, I'm clearing this for future generations." I just go to a different mom. <laughs> Maybe yes. you would, right? So, okay, th- that yes. that leads me into another question because I am super intrigued at the soul family concept and how there's a, a very small handful of people in my life that I feel like the moment I met them, I had that, like, I already know you feeling and then Mm -hmm. met like a sibling of theirs and had the same feeling. Right. And, and met in very like odd circumstances or like, you know what I mean? And so it felt like instantly, and I don't question it. Like I just instantly a soul connection. So I, I have interpreted that as that is somebody that is part of my soul family but then why, like, I don't even know how to ask my question either, because those people that feel incredibly familiar to you from the moment you meet them, is it safe to assume, yes, they are your soul family, but then why are there sometimes the people that you have that kind of closeness with, and then they they weave their way out of your life, and it's no longer feels that tight knit, like how, you know, I don't know, like, I'm, I don't know. I'm curious about that, but I have some people in my life that I, I have done one, one or two times, like some sort of past life regression meditation. I don't know if there's different ways that it's um, performed um, and then witnessed myself with these same people. They didn't even look the same, but somehow I knew it was the same people, you know? Um, yeah. My question well, makes sense. You know, and I think this is easy for people to wrap their heads around. People come into your life for, you know, um, a season or they're there to stay. And just because Mm -hmm. they're there for a season doesn't mean that they weren't part of your soul family. Like, uh, okay, I'll use myself for an example. Heidi, my, my wife who passed away, clearly part of my soul family and my soul journey. And part of our contract, if you want to call it that, um, was she, this is what came through in my regression was it was our agreement that she would die and it manifested that she did. And that was going to be my springboard into my awakening and my healing and I wasn't supposed to be a firefighter. I was supposed to be on this trajectory where I'm going now. And it was yeah. her death that was the catalyst to move me in that direction. 
So do you believe you will have another lifetime and she will be part of it? I do. I don't know I, what it would be. You know, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, I guess that's kind of my question also about soul family yeah. is that. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be blood related. It could be a business colleague. A business okay. Colleague. And so it might not be like, even if it was a romantic partnership, it doesn't next have time to it be a romantic be a sibling. It could be a, it could be a friend. It could be totally. in many different ways. Yeah. Totally. Okay. And that doesn't have to be rose colored glasses either they could be your nemesis in one you know? lifetime and then but they're a yeah, teacher they of some be, sort they, every they could be your or? lover they could be your lover in one lifetime and be your nemesis in the other it does it or, doesn't have to be or be both in the same <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think we've all had one at least one of those yeah <laughs> exactly. we, yeah Yes. Yeah, we all we all have. And you know, it 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 it's like why do I have this infinity for this uncle and why can't I connect with this person and you know, why why do I absolutely just love my neighbor? You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be blood relation. They yeah. they yeah. they come in in multiple different um I don't want to use the word costumes, but yeah, yeah if, no, we're, if we're souls in these bodies or costumes, these vehicles, they, they, they come in in multiple different ways, shapes and sizes. Have you ever done um, a session with like two separate parties and like explored what their soul family contracts were and then gotten stories that match or... Um, you know, like, have you ever, ex I'm just curious, not that you have to reveal. No, anything. that's a good question. No, I haven't. Um, there's a, there are a lot of doc, there is documentation of that where somebody might have a memory of they were in World War II and they go back to their, their, everything they remember in the past life regression is documented through pictures, through through military documentation, they can go back and, and track that. But I've never mm -hmm. I've never done a compare and contrast of two different clients. Yeah. So okay, so when you know, John and I have done a session and I like and to me, like there was no like, oh, this was some other past life. It was kind of like, oh, this is something that like I don't know if I'm making this up or something like I didn't have this clear, like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. In this past life, this thing happened. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious in, in your sessions with people and your experience so far, are there people who do have that? And then I, there have to be people like me. Cause I know I'm not like that special. Um, I like to think I am, but I'm really not, you know, there's people You're like special. me who are stuck in their head all the time. Um, like what, what do you see like when you're working with people as far as like, really resonating with like, oh my gosh, that was a past life. And some be like, oh, whatever. It was just something and it's information and I'll take it and run with it. No, that's, that's a, that's a really good question. I'm glad you brought that up. I've had both. I've had clients who they just get their doors blown off and they have these huge awakenings and these amazing breakthroughs. And I've had other clients, it could be metaphorical where 
they're working through the past life and there's just metaphors that are coming in that they don't see the scenes. They just are seeing more kind of like aloof visions or, or they might just have a much more strong sense of knowing like clear cognition. They just, they just know things or they might hear voices they, or they might, um, just have a, like an emotional response to feelings in their bodies. And whatever the client feels, sees, experiences, it's orchestrated by their spiritual team. It's their spiritual team, their guides, their angels, their ancestors, really their higher soul is showing them what is best for them to be experiencing. That's how we, that's how I invite the client to release attachment to the experience that whatever happens, it was perfectly orchestrated and designed for, for them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. And then I'm going to, I feel like I have so many thoughts. I'm going to take it maybe on a tangent as I ask my question, but then you never do that. That's okay. You're allowed. Oh yeah. Right. That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, God, I feel like it brings up so many questions that then I'm like, I can't even ask them. I don't know how. Okay. So one, I am curious what a session looks like for you, but, but two, um, as I'm trying to think through the whole process and even though I have, you know, very, some very limited experience with it, just maybe for anybody that's hearing this for the first time too, we have that concept of soul contracts. And then there's a little bit of sometimes, not that you're offering this, but narratives where it's almost like, you know, kind of like, almost like your path is already determined or something, which I know Heather and I would believe like you can change the trajectory, right? But if you're talking about this past life stuff and you're also talking within the context of your soul family, you can change the, like, you know, we have this agreement of what we came in this life to experience, but we can change. Yes, we do have free will. Life. We, have, we have free will. That's, and that's... and we, so we can kind of almost look at this is the path that appears you're on, but if you would like to turn this way, we can do that, right? Is that yes. a good analogy? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. But remember, just to play devil's advocate when you go back and you're with your guides and your angels and your spiritual mm -hmm. team, they're going to be saying, why did you, why did you chicken out? How come I, I'm sure a guide wouldn't say that, but you know, okay. We understand that you didn't want to take on that challenge. Okay. And they're going to encourage you to take on that challenge again in a different way, in a different part of the world, in a different experience, in a different body with a totally different, um, so, uh, different way that it presents itself. So would that be almost like to say you, you can't really avoid the lessons that you were meant to learn? Is that what you're saying? The that soul it'll, it'll has a choice. Presented that, in some other way. The soul has a choice on what the soul wants to learn, but remember, it's the inherent state of the soul that wants to learn and grow and evolve 
and to jump into the fire and to. So if you walk. haven't learned it, it will come back. <laughs> yeah. Your soul, your soul inherently is going to want to do it. Remember, it's like uh, um, we're, we're thinking about it in our human mind. Yeah. You know, let's look at it through the lens of the, the, the inherent state of the soul. The soul wants to experience everything. The soul wants to be, you know, the, the house that gets broken into. And the soul also wants to be the, the burglar. You know, it okay. wants to experience it all. It's interesting because I think in my belief system, I do like to subscribe to just it makes me feel a little more at peace if an experience that I would deem unpleasant comes about that I could say, OK, well, I must have wanted to experience that for some lesson, some reason. It just helps me to believe that. Mm -hmm. um, but not everybody believe not everybody feels the same. Yeah, rather than just being a victim of your circumstance, it, it empowers yeah. you to say, hey, I. I signed up for this. Okay. What am right. I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to learn from this? Okay. Right. Let's lean, let's lean into these uncomfortable edges of learning. And then, and then you get into gratitude. And then obviously when you get into gratitude for whatever happens, that's where the magic is. That's when it's transmuted. Yeah, yeah. I like it. So tell us about what a session looks like. Okay. I'm curious. It's about two I schedule about two and a half hours, but it, realistically, it's about two hours. Um, you know, 30 minutes pre-interview just to get a, a baseline on where the client wants to go, um, what they're looking for. Um, then we have the session. The session is about an hour, an hour and 15, kind of depending on the energy. We do three to five scenes. And we're moving through the through the scenes. The client is conscious and talking. It is hypnotherapy. So we go just a couple of layers down into the subconscious. It's kind of like right before you fall asleep. We're, we're just getting the brain into that um, trance light state. Yeah. Like, let me give you an example. You know, when you drive from point A to point B from across town and you don't know how you got there. Yeah. You know, you safely got there. That's that's the the that's the place where past life regression happens. Just that functioning, but not functioning kind of that that dreamy space. Yeah. So the client is completely awake the entire time, just a couple of layers down. And we do three to five scenes. There'll be a death scene. The client gets to experience the, their death and and what that's like and how and who is there. They get to experience the soul leaving the body and going up into the you know the upper other uh, the the higher dimensions with the soul being free. There's um, an opportunity for the clients to con converse with guides. Uh, sometimes the guides, their guides come through. Sometimes the guides don't come through. It's not a good or a bad. It's just what is. Sometimes the guides will use me as a channel to, to talk. Sometimes the, the client will channel the guides, you know, and there's three or four big questions the, the client wants to ask the guides. And so then the client we'll, comes with questions in mind or 
Are, yeah, most that, of the time. They, okay. Most of the time, okay. most of the time. And then, and then there's, in the session, there's always a compare and contrast. Why am I experiencing this in current life? How is that carried forward from past life? So it's really important to try to connect the dots from past to current life. And a lot of times when the client just has awareness around why I have this addiction or why I, you know, have a, have problems in romantic relationships or whatever they're presenting. A lot of times if they just have the awareness that really is just healing in itself and they understand where the root is. So much and power in that. So much power in that. And then they can work on that. That in, And remember, they can always go back and let's just say they want to go forgive a certain person in the past life. They can go make amends for something that they've done in a past life. It's transmuted in the past life and it clears it in current life. I like it. Okay. It's fascinating. I... Let me just jump, let me just finish this last thought, but it's really important to connect the dots because if we weren't connecting the dots and moving into to healing and taking something away, then it would just be entertainment. You know, it, it wouldn't be, you know, it'd be like getting your palm read. Yeah. That, right. That's, Which, that, that that's be always, I think the thing as healers, personally, part of where I like, had some resistance and even wanting to do this work or admitting it was I didn't want to be thrown into that camp of, you know, just kind of what you get at the fair or that people think it's all just pe you're fleecing people for money, you know, because there is like a, a subset of it that doesn't necessarily do the work, honestly. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. And everybody has their own experience and everybody has their own um their own story of how they awakened and, and mm -hmm. I had my experience and I, and I had so many supernatural things happen after, <coughs> excuse me, after, after Heidi passed and it, it, um, you know, this is just, you know, my story and my, and my journey and some people yeah. might um, resonate with this modality and some people might not, there's no judgment. It's, it's totally cool. Heather, I can see a spirit flying around you. What's going on there? That was a ladybug flying oh. around. <laughs> it went by. It looked like a little, like, as we're talking about this, she's got something, like, flitting. I know. I was like, what is that? And then it's a little little ladybug. I thought I saw it, and then I saw your eyes follow it, and I'm like, okay, I did see something. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was, like, thinking how I have my window open, and now the light, like, now they're coming to the light. So I'm not ladybug until it just landed so at least it's that what I, is, what what is the spiritual meaning of ladybugs right um you know so, okay i have a, a really funny sidebar story in my need to look up the spiritual meaning of everything did i share this story i might have shared this with you heather but there was a I don't know why, but I got a little ant. Well, I think I do know why I got an ant infestation in my kitchen one day because my daughter had left a slice of watermelon on the counter overnight. But I could not make I could not get rid of them. Like once you get the stinking little tiny ants in your kitchen, it's very hard to get rid of them. And so I kept thinking I was cleaning. I got them all gone. 
And then I would come home and there would be the little ants marching again. And so I looked up what's the spiritual meaning of ants. And the first result, because it pops up like these suggestions. And it's like, what does it mean when you keep seeing ants? And when you expanded it, it just said it means you need to clean your house. (laughs) 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 Not everything has a spiritual meaning, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes sometimes a red popsicle is just a red popsicle. Exactly. <laughs> and and there's a um this is a side too. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Rob Bell, but he's mm-hmm. got um he's with like within the Christian world, but he's got a, a talk on YouTube. It's almost two hours long, but it's phenomenal. It's called Everything is Spiritual. You know, and it's like just that. Like every single thing does have a spiritual, like because it all like we're all part of the spiritual world. And yeah, like yeah. every single Even thing ants, does. When they just come for the watermelon that you didn't put away. <laughs> uh-huh. You know they don't like peppermint oil. Ah, oh, that's good to know. Yeah, okay. So put cotton ball. If you still have them, put some peppermint oil. No, on that was it was forever ago. I did get rid of them. I mean, I did okay. clean the house. I, I I took the message. Yeah. Yeah, I thought putting a couple of uh, lemon, sliced lemons out on the countertop that drives them away too. Really? Oh. Okay. Well, it's no longer yeah. a problem, but. <laughs> For anybody else who has an ant problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, I mean, this whole thing of like past life, it really racks my brain because I, like, just because like how I was brought up and, and I'm fine with it. And I, I, I know, I, I think I, Deb, we, we may have talked about this. I talked to um, Dr. Bradley Nelson, who started the body code, which is one of the forms of energy work that we do. And it, like, he talked about how his belief is that like we're a soul and we come in as a body once, like in the physical world once, and the rest were we are as guides to the, the humans. And so when we have certain things that we need to work on or things that are coming up, it's like stuff that we've like taken on from other like, you know, humans that we've helped. And so it wasn't necessarily ours, but like, you know, stuff that we've taken from them. And I was like, okay, I can grasp onto that. Because for me, the whole idea of reincarnation and doing it over and over is just as dreadful as like, because within Christianity, it's like, you're born once, you're going to face judgment, you know, you pass or fail, you know, you're doomed or you're saved. And I feel like, like reincarnation is the same thing. Oh, nope, didn't get this lesson. Got to do it again. I'm like, this is fucking exhausting. Like, I don't want to do this. I want to be done. Like, I don't want to come back here. But isn't so, in that school of thought, don't you, don't you get to a point of you no longer need to come back? John? Right? There is a point where you get off the karmic wheel yeah and then you ascend yes that's that's how i've always interpreted it anyway um yes but it's interesting that's an interesting point heather because i never have personally had that like oh crap i don't want to keep doing this feeling um like i I, I've, i've never felt like holy shit i hope this is the only time i have to live a human life like it's not been a thing for me personally, right. but um, I mean, you know, I walk in a cemetery every single day. So I think about death every single day and not yeah. it's just because it's where I walk my dog. And lots of people do that are here for anybody hearing this for the first time. I have a big cemetery <laughs> right here at me and everybody. walks. <laughs> so it's not like a weird thing here. I know it might sound weird to some people. So I think about death all the time and I'm always reading tombstones and like thinking about there's so much, there's one section that's just the infant section for people who didn't have enough money to, to 
you know, get tombstones for their kids. There's, it's this cemetery used to be segregated, right? So you have the African-American section in the back and then the, the white section in the front and just the different stories that you get from the tombstones there are so completely different. And, and there's so many, like there's this one I found the other day I had literally a list of this woman had seven kids over the course of 16 years. A couple of them were stillborn, a couple of not. And so I read this stuff and I think about death all the time and people have already passed. I'm like, gosh, they're so lucky. People are like, I love being human. And I'm just like, I mean, it's cool and all, but like, I just like, I've had those experiences as skeptical as I am. I have had those experiences where I've been out of my body or I've had like, you know, like where I was nobody, no space, no time, like hovering in the ethers. And I was like, dude, this feels so much better than like, no, I got to go back to earth. Like, yeah. so, but, but the thought of like doing it, like, you know, like going on a hamster wheel again, like, oh, I'm going to be done this. And then I'm going to talk with my soul team and be like, who do you want to come back as next? Then I say that and I say, I don't believe it. But then I talk to Charlie, yeah. my dog time and I, <laughs> if, if it will come back to me when he leaves his body into into a body of another dog that i can have because i yep. don't want to have the soul good. yep in the animal in the animal kingdom your pets and dogs reincarnate and come back as dogs throughout your life okay i was gonna i was gonna ask that do so in your in your belief system Ooh. do we people sometimes come as human, come as animal, come as, you know, do we? No, you don't go back and forth. Okay. No. Mm -mm. Other lineages believe that, the, what I've been taught and, and my belief is no, we're, we're, we're a soul. We're, our soul is an aspect of God is, is really what we are. And we want to experience separation from God. And the whole point is to relearn oneness, relearn self-love, relearn um, connection to all. Because when we, it's like the drop in the ocean, realizing that the drop is not the drop. The drop is the ocean. Right. But so why, and why can't then that be done? Because I mean, then think about like a dog or, you know, certain animals, like they just are so like a dolphin, you know, like they're so loving, they're so connected. And like, I feel like animals to me seem almost like more pure sometimes because they don't yeah. have all the like. No, they're, they're unconditional. And honestly, yeah. they're so unconditional. And they love us so much. Dogs, cats, your animals take on a lot of our own stuff mm -hmm. they're they're constantly like a filtration system for all our unprocessed garbage you know that's why they have short lifespans that's why they get cancers that's why they i was get just gonna say that i actually have never wanted to say that out loud but i feel like because i hear so many dogs getting cancer i always <laughs> think like are they absorbing? They're like the drag nets for the for the their owners. I have wondered I that. I will put in that like dog food. I mean, y'all know my stance on food. Like if you're eating something that is not real food and like dog food is a, a relatively recent invention. And so I think there is some of that too. I don't, I don't disagree about like taking on the, the uh, emotions of the owners, but I think just as humans are getting sicker and sicker because they're not eating real food. I think that's definitely true for dogs as well. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 
but I mean, I can see, I know Charlie, like the times that I've, where's the other one? Oh, the times that I've done like psychedelic experiences around Charlie, like, and with other people, he definitely always knows who to go to always. Yeah. He can, they can see that they can see the lights. They can see the angels and the orbs all around, especially cats, cats, those, those, Cats are the ones that are the guardians of the different dimensions to really protect your house. Huh. This is my daughter. What about cat. I'm let her hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> what about what's what that? <laughs> this is my daughter desperately wants a cat, but I do not want it. We have we have rabbits. That's our pets, but um, okay. I do not want a cat in my house, and I won't. I don't want her to hear that little bit of information because she will use that against me. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, um, so okay so John so if someone so are you working with people like just doing one-off sessions or are you doing like you know people work with me I you know I typically do packages because when you're working in coaching stuff it's not a one-off session type of thing like you know if somebody somebody comes to you for a phobia right that can be a one-off session but if somebody's like my life is a shit show and I need help that's not a one session kind of thing Right. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really flexible with what the client is wanting and needing. I understand that they just maybe just want the past life regression and I'm, and we'll just do that only, or people come for coaching, coaching only. They, you know, they just have an energetic block from getting point A to point B. They just want to get realigned with life purpose. And that's all we work on. But then, like you said, some people come in and they're just like, my map, my my life is just completely turned upside down. I need both. And it, for what I witness, it's when you combine both modalities, that's the biggest punch. That's that's the, that's the biggest. Um, so I, I cater to all three. I'm really flexible with it. Yeah. It's a good thing you had a good coach who modeled that, you know. Amazing. Mirroring, you know, doing the energy work and the coaching. Amazing. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without this amazing woman named Heather. Uh, <laughs> oh. So um what who's your like who's your dream soulmate client? Like who do you love to work with the most? This is really a good question. I was actually talking about this today with a friend at lunch. I my avatar client is who, where my avatar client is where I was six years ago. Mm -hmm. Lost, broken, destroyed, not a lot of support. Uh, people were, of course, trying to support me, but it wasn't the kind of support that I needed. And it's, I've created this, um, this um persona this this healer this this past life regression therapist of who i wish came into my life when i needed it the most and that person just wasn't there so i just built who i wanted i just blueprinted out who i thought i needed and i just just built my built myself up to be the person for where I was six years ago. You know, people who just really want to surrender to the work, people who really are in a place of just trust and belief 
people who really want to dig in and do the hard work, people who really want to face their demons and and walk through the fire. And, you know, I've I've had to do it multiple times, not by choice, but it's just the way the universe has put the, you know, the coals at my feet and and I'm grateful for it. And I'm happy that I mean, I'm what your soul I, chose. I'm yes, so thank you. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it, and it feels like a lot of the people who come there, there are, are are desperately lead needing and help. So they've they've tried everything else. Yeah. So, so and I will say this too for anybody watching and listening. I, I would think, and if you guys disagree with me, let me know, but all of this work, like, you know, one session with John or one session with me or one session with Deb is not going to clear everything out. Like it is layers and layers and layers. And I can attest, you know, for John that he has done a lot of work. You know, we've worked together. He's done the men's group. He's done lots of other things. And each of those different modalities, like help to like, it, it, I, I like to think of it as like, you just have a windshield and the windshield just gets splatters of mud all over it. Right. And it's just a little bit cleaner out this piece, clear out this piece, clear out this piece until the, the windshield is clear. And each different modality that you work with, like, is just, you know, taking a little bit of that off. And then you have to integrate and get used to life like that. And then it's like, okay, now I can dive into the next thing. And now I can dive into the next thing um, because we can only handle so much, you know, it's like going to the dentist, like, or the orthodontist, if you have braces, they can only turn it so much and then you get used to it and you're like, okay, now I can handle a little bit more and now I can handle a little bit more. And, and like, people are like, well, is this work ever done? Like, it's just exhausting. And that just depends on what your focus is. Cause if your focus is like, I have to get to a place where I'm done, like, and it's just exhausting work, you're just going to be exhausted by it. Right. But if it's just like, Oh, I just want to uncover, you know, uncover something else and see what else I can, can like release so that I can connect even more with myself Then it becomes fun and it's light and it's like easy. But if you go into it like, oh, I got to work with this person because they're going to heal all my stuff. Well, spoiler alert to anybody that thinks they're going to heal all their stuff. No, healing and personal development, it's, it's a lifelong commitment. It, it, it yeah. never, it never ends. It never stops. No, but it doesn't have to be arduous and like, Oh, no, crap, no, and to gather and to, to your point, it's you know when, when people come in and they say, "I want to put by this date, I want to be healed." Well, you know that that's like a performance mindset. You know why don't right. we look, why don't we look at this through a mastery mindset? Why don't we master the journey and enjoy the journey rather than working so hard to get to the end goal? Because when you get to the end goal, you know you're not going to be satisfied. You're, you're going to you know, you're, you're yeah, going to be, especially if you're talking about a human life, there's do what are you just going to stand there? <laughs> like now what? there's going to be something else. Yeah. The game, the game doesn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put up, um, just some information. I'm going to see if there's any comments. Oh, read this. You can see Aaron was saying she loves this. And I know, I don't know if she's still watching, but Aaron actually deals with people with, deep with grief. Um, 
and she's experienced a lot of um, loss in her life and she's turned that into, you know, her life's work. And so I think this will be fun. That'd be a fun connection for you guys, John. Um, the, 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 yeah, it's, it's really, it, this might, might sound very cliche, but it really is the wounded healer. It, mm -hmm. it really is the, the root, the wounded healer mentality of I was broken and, and, and now I'm healed and, I understand pain and, and I want to be able to, and I am helping make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Well, I, I recently, um, I've been like the whole idea of like healing and like that whole like, oh, I'm healed now. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm just reconnected back to myself. Like, you know, cause the healing like never, and that, that, that connotates that there's an end point. Look, I'm healed. Well, and my thing with it too is it also in it it the flip side of that is it paints that we're broken when we're not. Right. Right. You know? So I'm um, always looking for better words for these things too, because we're just human. Yeah. So John, <laughs> I don't know if you can see that on the screen. Um Steph asked if you're a medium. I'm not. No. So when I go into a past life regression with a client. They're slightly in trance and I slightly go into trance also. I, it's really interesting. I can really clairvoyantly see what the client is seeing and it gives me an opportunity to be on the journey with them. Um, you know, why don't you look to the left, right? Look to the right. You know, are you alone in this room? What are you feeling now? Okay. I, I'm getting cues from my guides as well on how to loosely navigate the past life regression. It's really the client that's leading the regression. I'm just kind of in this, yeah, this clairvoyant state where I can help see and guide. When we come out of the regression, I'm, I'm no longer seeing, seeing that. Um, hmm. So no, not a medium. So if you want to find John, here's his website, higherlevelconsciousness.com. And then if you want to find him on Instagram, same things, higher level consciousness. Um, and Facebook, same thing as well. Um, you can reach out to set up a session for John or talk about if you need. Uh, well, you'll have the conversation just to see what, you, what it is that you need. So again, his website is higherlevelconsciousness.com. And I appreciate you coming on a ton. Oh, wait, let me go. Another comments. Okay. Steph said, um, hmm. Yeah. She says, very cool. I get that. When I do future self sessions, I see what they see too. That's crazy. That's awesome that you guys do that. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. I, I'm yeah. curious to, to learn more for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So reach out to John, book out a session. I will say even as me, someone who is skeptical and is like, eh, I don't know what I really believe about this past life stuff. There's definitely stuff that came up in our session that afterwards I was like, oh, like, because everything that we do is all about bringing the subconscious to the conscious. And once we can bring it to the conscious, then it's not directing and ruling our life in a way that we're like, I don't know why I keep doing that. Like once we see it, then we're like, oh my gosh, I can change this. And we have agency. And so whether or not you're like, you are totally on board and think that like all, you know, past life stuff is, is like, you're like absolutely a thing. Or if you're like me, we're like, I don't know. 
I don't don't know. Like I can tell you as somebody who's done it, like I've experienced shifts and changes because what I, what needed to come up for my subconscious came up. Yeah. You did. You did. You had a really powerful session. Yeah. And you can be skeptical in it because that's okay. That's just your subconscious, you know, wanting to protect you. And that's, that is okay. Yeah. So go ahead and reach out to John. We're going to sign off. But if you um, have any questions, feel free. Again, I'll put this where you can find him. And then uh, we will see you in two weeks. We'll be back on track with our um, series going on the different universal laws, unless something changes (laughs) within that. Um, But we will see you all in two weeks. 